You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A relationship with Jesus promises grace and rest. Dig deeper into this truth in week three of our series, Beyond the Science. Our text is found in John chapter 5, verses 1 to 18. And I'll be reading it. I I want you to follow along as, as I read. The Word of God tells us that after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, Naramai called Bethesda, which has five roof colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once, the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, the man who said to me, take up your bed and walk. Now, they asked him, who is that man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? The man who had been healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews, it was Jesus who healed him. And this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. This is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So I want to highlight in this uh, story three things that tells us about who Jesus is. Because in, in the first uh, verse, we can see here that there was a feast. No? Si Jesus, wedding feast, he was there. And now this was, this was the Jewish feast. In fact, this is the, the feast of the Pentecost, where uh, everybody is celebrating the harvest, and uh, really they gather together in this place in Jerusalem. Okay, marami hong tao ay pumunta dito just to, to enjoy the, the festivity and the rituals. And so, there was, uh, during that time, during the feast, so imagine if you're a student, this is like uh, your school fair. About everybody's busy bringing the family and the friends. So this is uh, crowded. This is uh, uh, like Christmas in Green Hills. Di ba? Traffic, walang parking. Okay? So marami, because there's an occasion. Now, during that time in this place, there was a pool daw, malapit sa sheep gate, ang tawag nila ay Bethesda. Ito yung itsura niya. That's the bird's eye view. So I want you just to imagine, it's empty, but imagine there's crowds and crowds of people and uh, going around here and there. Now, there's a legend about this that if you've noticed in your ESV Bible, wala hong verse 4. Diba? We've read chapters uh, 5, verses 1 to 18. Uh, in the ESV translation, meron lang note, letter C, but it's actually on the footnote talking about the legend of this mysterious place in Bethesda. 
Because uh, the modern translations right now, they, 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 they saw it that it's not actually in the original text. That's why they put it as a footnote. Now, ano yung paniwala nila? It's actually a, a pagan uh, place where the Jews, they believe that there's an angel that, you know, uh, goes there from time to time, tapos sinahalo niya raw yung pool. Okay? Hindi naman siguro siya naglalagay ng, ano, no, ng uh, pangpalinis sa pool. But he's really, there's having a mysterious steering and that everyone who gets there first gets their breakthrough, their healing, okay? their, their uh, miracle that they're uh, um, believing for. So kung bulag, kakapain niya, sana yun. Tapos pag may narinig na siya, talagang tatalo na siya. Okay, merong pilay. Hindi ko lang alam paano siya maglalakad, kaya kailangan niya ng tulong. So ang dami. Now imagine, during the feast, so maraming tao to, it, it was crowded. So Jesus, uh, having uh, been sure of his authority and what he's called to do, goes to this pagan place. Basiga si Jesus, no? parang pasok siya dito. Because he was trying to, uh, to make a point. Okay, that uh, more than getting healed, okay, he was actually making a point that makikita natin mamaya. Because he, he was trying to uh, reveal himself just as a healer, he could have healed everyone. But he just chose one so that the, he could uh, make a, a public statement about who he is. Now he gets in, some of our pastors went to Israel and uh, one of the most uh, acclaimed uh, tour guide, uh, R.A. Bar David, David uh, said that ito yung sitwasyon nun, dahil crowded, marami, hindi sumigaw si Jesus. And it was unsafe for him to make a, a miracle there. So what he did, he came in the crowd and whispered to the guy, do you want to get healed? And when, uh, as, as we'll see, uh, we'll see how, how he responded. And maybe, um, you know, most of us right here, right now, are in that kind of situation where you are uh, paralyzed. May not be physically, maybe emotionally, or maybe uh, relationally. Okay? Uh, you're in shame, or you are, uh, talagang ipit ka lang sa sitwasyon mo, and you, there's nowhere to go. I believe this is what God is telling you right now, this afternoon. There is hope. That you do not need to be so trapped in where you are that you're missing the God who's actually speaking to you right now. Because this guy, as we'll see, he didn't notice who, who was the one talking to him. Because he was so into where he was. Diba? Sabi niya dito, one man was there for 38 years. Meron siyang uh, ganong karamdaman. And when Jesus came to him, he asked him, do you want to be healed? Lord, tinatanong pa ba yun? <laughs> Obvious ba? Diba? Parang ganun sana, no? But the response was not like that. And we'll see that Jesus was actually drawing out the issue that is in his heart. He was asking this question, hindi siya nagpipilosopo, but he was actually drawing out the very issue that is deep buried in, in the man's heart. He was trying to draw out. And the issue was, he was hopeless. He was already trapped where he was. And what is the first revelation, first insight about uh, who Jesus is here? Well, it talks to us, it tells us about the mercy and grace of God. That's actually the one who initiates. He's actually the one who makes the first move for us to get to know Him personally. Okay, hindi tayo nagliligtas sa atin, pero si God ang nagpapakilala sa atin sa pamamagitan ng mga sitwasyon na ating pinagdadaanan. Where are you right now? What situation are you facing? It might be that God is using that so that you would get to know Him more personally, more real. Because He's a God of mercy and grace. 
He could have left these people in pagan place and allowed, ito kayo, naniwala kayo sa pool, not a person, bahala kayo. But he went there and did a miracle. Now he's the one who goes ahead of us and reaches out to us. It's all by God's grace. It's not because of our works and our religious duties that he would bless us. He goes before us and he goes and reaches out to us to reveal himself. So Jesus was drawing out what the issue of his heart was. And as we see, diba pag ikaw may pangangailangan, tas tinanong ka, anong kailangan mo? Diba? Tas alam ng person yung kailangan mo. Diba kunwari, kailangan mo ba ng pera? Opo. Diba? Ganun ka agad eh. Now, he know that the need, the need was healing. Kailangan mo ba ng kagalingan? Diba? Anong, anong simple answer dito? The guy should have answered what? Yes! Yes! Yes, puti na lang, tinalong mo, alam mo, tagal ko na talaga ang gusto gumaling. But because he was trapped in a situation of hopelessness, kinain na siya ng sitwasyon niya, ito yung sagot niya. Kaya nakita natin yung nasa puso niya. Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. Revealing that his hope, that his uh, salvation is still in that pool. Okay? When the water is stirred up while I'm going, another steps down before me, dami niya excuses. But among you here are, you know, experienced that uh, point where you are hopeless because of repeated failure. Okay, maybe you're a student here. Di ba, ilang beses mo nang sinasagutan yung math problem na yan. Talagang feeling mo, hindi ka na talaga papasa kasi hindi mo pa rin magets. Maybe you've tried the board exams and you've failed and you're, you're really uh, struggling whether, Lord, can I still believe you that I could pass this? That I could get and pass the board? Maybe you're here and you're experiencing a financial uh, trouble. Na talagang lagi na lang may lugi, lagi na lang hindi nagpo-prosper. And I, I, siguro ganito lang talaga ako, malas lang talaga kami. And you, you tend to, to think like that, you begin to think like that. And maybe you're here, relationally, you've, you've uh, got in and out of relationships. Okay, and maybe wala ka ng pag-asa kaya hindi ka naniniwalas forever. Di ba parang nabigo na ako, minsan ako nabigo pastor. Mukhang wala na talagang pag-asa, ganito na lang ako forever. Ayan, forever mo ibang context. But there is hope. Because in spite of all our excuses, in spite of our being trapped where we are, the Word of God still speaks. And when the Word of God is spoken, it shows us how powerful it is. And it shows us, this, this certain scene shows us about the power and authority of Jesus. Because He started to speak, said, get up, take up your mat, take up your bed, and walk. And so the man did. He, he was healed immediately. The Bible says, and at once he was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Amazing. Among you believe that God still do miracles in our generation? Amen? Yes. You know, God is still a God of miracles and signs and wonders and breakthroughs. In fact, I want to read the story of a, a man who, who got his healing supernaturally. And this guy... Uh, Nakarinig na ako ng mga miraculous stories and um, testimonies. But this guy is one of my favorite, this testimony. Because uh, it shows us about uh, not just the power of uh, being uh, shown a miracle, but the power of discipleship and the power of uh, following Jesus along with others. This, guy, uh, this guy's testimony, I'm, I'm going to show you his picture. His name is Jaime Gabrero. And this guy wrote a letter to our pastors uh, telling us about the, the miracle that he experienced. I want you to hear and listen closely. Here is his testimony. He said, I was 14 when I first accepted Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. 
I was high school back then in Benigno High School, Benigno Aquino High School. Since then, I became an active member of Victory. But the problem was, when I entered college in 2005, I backslid. I easily got into a life of sexual immorality in college because I thought that was the norm everywhere I go. Not only that, I got involved in ungodly relationships and I even had multiple sexual partners of the same sex. I started to notice that after three years of living in a promiscuous way, that I I get tired easily. Because of this, I suspected that it has something to do with my lifestyle. So on September 2, 2008, I decided to have myself checked at the Manila Health Department. There was fear. There was anxiety and guilt that started to set in. And I heard my most dreaded diagnosis. I was HIV positive. It felt like the end of the world. I was devastated. Uh, In my mind, I was just third year in college and I already felt that my life was already over. I knew once a person found HIV positive, he is positive for all of his life. And so I contemplated ending my life because what was the point of living when I knew I was going to die anyway? But I could not bear the guilt of killing myself. Instead, for the next three years, I poured my life on my work in the hopes of forgetting my sickness. But then, however, several symptoms started to appear. I was very prone to respiratory diseases. That's uh, one of the, the marks of HIV. No, mas madali respiratorily. And uh, there were even about 20 boils that would erupt on my skin at one time. It became very painful that I could not take it anymore, even through painkillers. What was more painful, though, was the pain of having to hold back the truth from my family. I was afraid to be rejected. Baka mag-iba nila sa akin. So, the other, so another year passed, and then I decided to go back to church. And when I, get back, when I got back to church, I volunteered and became part of the ushering ministry. Because of the relationships that were built, I felt accepted, and I knew I belonged to a family. My trust and confidence grew and developed, and after five long years of silence without telling anyone of my condition, I decided to share it with my victory group. Amazingly, they did not reject me, instead accepted me and prayed for me. They encouraged me not to give up and keep believing that God would heal me. In fact, in my mind, I thought it was impossible for me to be healed. But the faith of my victory group was so strong, they encouraged me to get myself tested again because they have been praying about this. On my own, I was hesitant. I didn't want to hear yet another disappointing news. So on February 4, 2013, I finally agreed. And they took me to RIT in Manila to have myself tested. Before the results came, I was praying out to God. I was ready to accept whatever the results was. And I thought to myself, if I have a few years left in my life, I'm going to do it, my best of it, to serve God. Waiting for the blood test result was agonizing. But finally, when the results were handed to me, I could not believe it. First, the test results came negative for syphilis. Second, it was negative for HEPA B. But most of all, it was negative for HIV. He got his miracle. 
And so he said, I was so overwhelmed. We started praising God and hugging each other. In spite of my sinfulness, he chose to be my healer. In spite of my doubt and my unbelief, he chose to prove himself powerful. In spite of my shame, he chose to lift me up from the filth that I was in. In spite of who I was, he chose to be the one who my, uh, gave me, he chose to do this miracle. And I know this is what I like. He said, last sentence, I know I deserve none of these, but I will forever be grateful to my God who has rescued me. Pwede mong minsan papalampakan natin si God who still works miracle. You know, this guy is uh, now uh, one of our active leaders in Victory Pioneer and he's really reaching out, making a difference to, uh, to the people who have the same struggle. And this guy received this miracle and has started following Jesus. But as we continue in the story, uh, we'll see that uh, there was, uh, a dis- there was uh, something that the religious people could not take. That instead of rejoicing with the man who got healed, they started persecuting him. The day was the Sabbath, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered him, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. So what did he do? They were continually persecuting him. Who is that man who said to you that? Take up your bed and walk. Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Now, here's what. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple, you know, the temple is symbolic of where God meets His people. And, you know, amazingly, Jesus revealed Himself to this guy and said, Hey, I am the one who has have healed you. Okay, see, you are well. Sin no more. That nothing worse may happen to you. Telling us that um, the condition of this guy may have because of his sin. Not, now, not all uh, condition, okay, not all sickness is because of sin. Okay, maybe because of the fallenness of our world and our nature. But for this guy, it was sin. Therefore, God was instructing him not just to get up, pick up himself, his matters, and walk to receive his miracle. He was instructing him to follow him, to sin no more. But you know what his response was? Sadly, he did not. But instead, he went away and told the Jews it was Jesus. So parang nag-conspire pa siya. Siguro natatakot siyang ma-out ma ma, ma synagogue, because that was uh, what the Jews were, were doing. Ah, ganyan ka, sige. They will, they're going to threaten you if you believe in Jesus. And so he told them it was Jesus. That is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was violating the Sabbath. Now, just to uh, make it clear, Jesus came here to fulfill the law. He did not violate any of the law of God. That, you know, he cannot violate his, his law. Now, in this light, he only violated man-made rules. Because the Jewish leaders, they had, add, they had added 39 rules about the Sabbath. And one of that is, bawal magbuhat ng gamit from point A to point B. And so Jesus, you know, he came here to fulfill the law. He wasn't breaking any law, but he was breaking the tradition that was made by the religious people. Now, Jesus answered them why he was doing it. And he said, my father's working until now, and I am working. The, the Jews agreed that God, who, was, who he is calling father, is still working because they believe that God, when he did creation, on the seventh day, he rested. But after that, he, he continued working, sustaining all creation, daily ber- bearing the burdens of his people. And so they believe that God is still working un- until now. Now, when Jesus said that, agree sila don, my father is still working now. 
And when, but when he said, and so I am working, he was putting himself equal with God. Kaya nagalit sila all the more. That's why the Jews wanted to kill him. Not only he was breaking Sabbath, but he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So yung violation, parang ano, nag-escalate. So kung na-violate mo yung beating the red light, yun lang yung kaso ni Jesus, naging frustrated murder. Tumaas, galit na galit yung mga Jews, parang grabe naman. Tinatawag mo sarili mong God. But that was actually the point why he came to that place. To publicly, to start, you know, declaring that he is Jesus, he is, Jesus, he is God. Okay, that he's not just a, a person of mercy and grace. He's not just a person of power and authority, but he is in fact our God and our Savior. He spoke the world to creation. You know, he, he turned water into wine because he was God. He could heal from afar because he is our God and he is our Savior. You know, sadly, the guy got his miracle, but he missed the Messiah. He got his breakthrough, but he missed the miracle worker who was Jesus Christ, who is God and our Savior. There's one thing I, I want us all to take home is this. You know, God reveals himself to us in many ways in our breakthroughs, in miracles and signs, so that we would follow Jesus. So that we would follow Jesus. The question now we have this afternoon is, are we ready to follow Jesus if we've never followed him? Or if you have started following Him, are you still following Him till today? Are you still going to trust Him for who he, he said He is and what He called us to do? Because that's the point. We are to follow Him for who He said He is. And maybe you are here today, just as the man who missed his, mir- his uh, miracle worker, he got his miracle, but he never followed Jesus. That's a sad thing. And I pray that you, maybe you're here, you're believing God for a breakthrough. I pray that once God gives that to you, you would yearn for Him. You would seek Him. You would say, God, I surrender my life and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that, that as we have looked into the Scriptures, we will not fail about what God is calling us to believe in Him, to follow Him for all of our life. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.